and welcome to Dungeons and Drama Nerds. I'm Percy here with Nick. Hello. And Todd. Hey there. First, we just want to say thank you so much for listening. We could not do this without you. Uh, and we are happy that you're here at the end of season three. Today, we are here to announce some upcoming changes to the show and tell you what we're getting up to next now that we have completed our third season with our campaign of Arc, a Doom RPG. So, moving forward, I'm going to be stepping back as co producer. As we approach the end of our third season, we've released about 150 episodes and just hit 20,000 downloads. I'm so proud of all the progress we've made and the conversations we've had. And at the same time, during our hiatus this year, I had time to focus on some different artistic avenues and want to invest some more time in my directing career. I'm thrilled that Percy and Nick are going to continue the show and look forward to joining as an ensemble member going forward. And we are just so grateful to Todd for everything he's done for this show over the last three and three and a half years that the three of us have been working on this, for, you know, starting from kind of pre-production planning, a random Twitter interaction, uh, back when it was still called Twitter. Um, that's how much the world has changed since we started this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and here we are now. It's been 80 years. <laughs> it's, it's been 100 years to the day. Um, no, but I was going to say, we're all uh, so grateful for all of your hard work, Todd. And we're super excited uh, for to have you as an ensemble member and to you know see your directing career going forward. Because you're starting rehearsal for another project tomorrow from the day we record this if i'm remembering correctly (laughs) yeah by the time this comes out i will be two weeks into directing what the constitution means to me at portland stage Um, and i'm also working on getting some other stuff on its feet hell yeah if you're in in portland maine (laughs) which some of our listeners probably are i don't it's true yeah i'm fairly certain i don't think we do we have stats on that granular level uh no, no but i know at least four people who listen there we Shout go out to those four people you four you better show up at todd's show anyway oh, Lordy. anyway we're very excited to have uh todd you know he'll he'll still be around in the ensemble uh and speaking of which we're adding cj linton uh who you'll remember from our kids on bikes campaign tristan willis uh, who was in our Lancer campaign, Giovanni Camagno, who was just very, very recently in our ARC, a tabletop Doom campaign, and C. Meeks Meeker, uh, who most recently was the keeper for our Brindlewood Bay mysteries, to our ensemble uh, for the coming season slash future, which we'll talk about what that means in a second. Uh, so look forward to hearing them on uh, Patreon episodes, as well as on upcoming commentary episodes. And of course, they and everybody in our ensemble will still be playing our games, talking about games, talking about theater, doing all that good stuff. We are also changing up our format a little bit. As we were working through season three, we contemplated releasing the podcast on a campaign by campaign basis instead of much as a regional theater might, programming a season with multiple games in it and and releasing that over the course of a year. So what we plan on doing in the future is recording an entire actual play campaign and then releasing it in a single series rather than planning out seasons uh, and doing all of that. This will give us a lot more flexibility in terms of time, for example, letting a game like Brindlewood Bay take as long as it needs to shine while still letting us do shorter things like, oh dang, Bigfoot stole my car, etc, etc. 
We plan on having off-season releases as well, so don't worry about us going dark for too long, which means that we will release a monthly episode in between actual play campaign quote-unquote seasons uh, so that you will still get that good, good content in your feeds. We will also be switching to bi-weekly episode releases while we're airing uh, an actual play campaign, so expect to hear us twice a month going forward instead of every week. Gang, I know that our uh, season three ended up being the the season that was one and a half years long. So some of this is going to be a throwback, but I'm very happy with how it came out. I'm curious if you all have favorite moments that you want to highlight from season three. For the record, our season three was Thirsty Sword Lesbians, Brindlewood Bay, and Ark, which just finished. This feels self-indulgent that it was one of my favorite moments, but I also think part of the joy of tabletop games is getting to play them. Uh, so my favorite moment is from Thirsty Sword Lesbians. Um, and specifically, uh, my character Adelaide's relationship with Coney Shivers, Valgina Femia's character. Uh, the first romance that I have ever played out in a tabletop game. Uh, and it was very, very fun, particularly the sort of tensions that arise when Adelaide's spooky witch abilities uh, were sort of revealed and used and Cody had like complicated feelings about that and getting to play that out was really really fun. I loved I loved that relationship. Very a very very sweet one. Um, one of my favorite moments uh that has just like lives rent free in my head and has for ever since I first heard it um was near the end of Brindlewood Bay, which was a really like fun campaign in general, but there was a moment that I th- it was between I think it was Chris and Ben. I know it was Chris, where they had a moment kind of on the porch of the house alone. I think chain smoking, <laughs> which is what makes me think it was uh, it was Ben as well. <laughs> um, uh, but they but they had this moment uh, between them that was about sort of being near the end of your life and like contemplating mistakes you've made and trying to do better going forward and it was just like a really lovely um a really lovely kind of character moment and made me really glad that we gave that game so much time for them to like build those relationships that that led to that moment kind of organically arising Mm -hmm. for me this will be less of a throwback but i really (laughs) loved when giovanni as silt kind of yeeted themselves off of the boat and into the Breakmouth River, which uh, was the fulfillment of a prophecy that everybody forgot, um, which is totally <laughs> fine, but not what I planned for at all. Like, in that instance, I was expecting Kusban to somehow, like, wrestle the belt away and then take control of Yoke Edije, and I was just like, oh... I guess Giovanni gets to control Yoketi J now. And like, that's just where this story will go. And even then Giovanni surprised me with the choices that they made, um, which were really like exciting and sweet and heartwarming and also a little sad. Um, And I'm glad it didn't get as sad as it could have, but for a moment Giovanni like contemplated what if Silts goes away forever in order to like save their friends. Um, And that was just really moving for me. Yeah, that was a beautiful moment. It was also funny to edit that, uh, or, or like to listen back to Ark a while after we played it, because I was listening to one of the early episodes, and I was like, oh yeah, Todd Todd literally did tell us 
that this was not <laughs> like like we fully heard that prophecy in i think you know the first session and all of us were like okay cool and then just by the time we were recording that final session we had forgotten weren't looking at our notes you know i don't know why we, we were just fully like jump in the river <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. god very honestly very classic tabletop moment i was gonna say it's a it's the beauty of both live performance and tabletop games where anything can happen (laughs) Mm -hmm. um speaking of tabletop games an excellent segue by me (laughs) um (laughs) our next game that we are playing on the podcast we are very excited to announce is ray najati's our haunt published by possum creek games our Haunt is a belonging outside belonging slash no dice no masters game about found family, memory, and hope. In it, players take on the roles of a group of ghosts haunting a decrepit old house with many rooms and many more and stranger things than just ghosts dwelling inside. The game, like most no dice no masters games, features shifting flexible character assignments as players act as both their primary character and supporting NPCs and the house itself as well. There is no fixed GM. Instead, players take turns guiding the scenes depending on where the game flows, and we are very excited to honor the writer's intention in playing this game in a GM-less way. Throughout the course of the game, players attempt to reconstruct their lost memories or forge new ones with their newfound family of ghosts. I'm so psyched uh, for this game. I'm very happy that we are, I'm very happy that we're doing a GM-less game, which is new for us, and I'm just really excited to see how this goes this game is going to feature percy horneck uh who some of you have heard uh, <laughs> Tr- Trist- as well as tristan willis leo mock and Corey flores we're planning to start releasing it later this spring but in the meantime like percy mentioned earlier uh you're going to be getting a monthly episode with a broad discussion about particular intersections of theater and tabletop role-playing games Um, This could cover a ton of different ground. We have a long list of stuff that interests us, often things that we have, you know, ideas that we've batted around before for commentary episodes, but don't quite fit into a particular kind of game structure because they're too broad or like a little slant. Um, So we've got a long list of stuff to talk about that we're excited to dive into. Those, what we're calling off-season episodes, will start dropping in March. And you can also join us on Patreon, uh, which we've changed up how our Patreon works a little. So if you join us now, you're going to be getting both early episode releases for our main feed. So all the stuff that's on the main feed, uh, but you'll be getting it a week early. And uh, you will now get access to our new monthly patrons-only show, which is called Skit Bash. Uh, I am very excited about Skit Bash. I've been having a great time uh, kind of producing and hearing it. Um, And what it is, if you have seen uh, any of those sort of TikTok or YouTube shows such as Roll for Sandwich, it's basically that, but with what we do. So every month uh, we have a list of 20 tabletop role-playing games and a list of 20 well-known, generally well-known theater pieces, plays, musicals, uh, I think everything we have right now could be described as a play or musical, but you never know. In the future, weird things might show up there. I'm going to put Dionysus in 69 on the list Oh, now. I was going to make a joke about Sleep No More. <laughs> or Sleep No More. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Um, so we have these two lists, and each month we roll a d20 to generate one item from each of them, so a game and a play, and then we bash them together. 
Uh, and in the classic spirit of kit bashing and trying to, uh, you know, take a world and make it your own, we tried to figure out how we might play out something like the play in the game's world, or alternatively, how we could adapt the game's world to fit the play or something like that. It's pretty loose. Everybody gets to bring kind of their own ideas of like what the best way to blend these things together is. We've got a wonderful kind of rotating cast uh, of the three of us, as well as our ensemble members and some folks who have been on the podcast before, but aren't uh, in the sort of official ensemble, but are regulars and we're very excited to have on. And, you know, there's a lot of deep, insightful analysis that goes on there to answer questions like, what if Alfie Doolittle was a cyborg? Uh, You know, what would that do to my fair lady? Or what character class is Cinderella from Into the Woods? And that one is not a uh, random example because one of our most recent episodes was, in fact, a blending of Into the Woods and Ark, a Doom RPG, which you can listen to right here. I mean, so I would say it's sort of because it's a game and you have a party and you have, you know, a couple, at least a couple of people around a table. I think you do just if you're doing the game kind of have needed need to be successive things that need to be done because mm-hmm. ultimately that's what it is. It's the four things that you need to get. Yeah. Um, and they are sort of in uh, in uh, conflict with each other. Mm-hmm. But it is just sort of like you have to you have to finish the story of one of them to get the thing for the baker and his wife. Like, yes, it's essentially what it's happening in the first act. Anyway, is there's four stories going on at once, and it's like the baker and his wife trying to get everyone else's other shit, and everyone else trying to do stuff with their shit. <laughs> so, because of that, like you have to do the stuff. Yeah. So you yeah. need the baker and his wife, who, by the way, I think can be played sort of like the ice climbers, like you or uh, Banjo Kazooie. Ah! <laughs> like the I ice love that climbers. so much. If one one player plays both of the both of the baker and the baker's wife, I love that. That's I really think it's fun. fine. It it because their story is so interrelated, and they're not always together in the story, but. You know, you can always play one of them. It doesn't. Right? It doesn't really matter because the timing of the musical doesn't have to apply to the game. So no, yeah, I think it's really fun though. Oh, and just in terms of the other characters, then you get Cinderella, Red Riding Hood, and Jack. Yes, and I think those are sort of the clear stories that are going on, the clear threads of the story, and they all work together. Yeah, you could maybe argue Jack's mother, sort of in a similar situation, because she is a is she and he are together in terms of what's going on but he goes off screen to do shit a lot mm-hmm. so he does well luckily we don't have to <laughs> we can go we, we can go and we can see you know the big tall terrible giant in the sky so that's a taste of what you can get if you subscribe to our patreon and listen to our skit bash shows finally If you like the show and want to help us keep going, please consider leaving a review and a five-star rating on your podcast app of choice and tell your friends about us. We really appreciate you spreading the word. It helps a ton. Thank you all so, so much for joining us for season three of Dungeons and Drama Nerds. Feel free to give us a follow on social media to keep up with what we're up to, and we will see you in March with our next episode. Dungeons and Drama Nerds is produced by Todd Brian Backus, Percival Hornack, and Nicholas Orvis. And this episode was mixed and edited by Percival Hornack. Season 3 features contributions from Christopher Dierksen, Ben Ferber, Corey Flores, Tess Huth, Romana Isabella, Leo Mock, 
John John Johnson, Dex Fan, and Anthony Sertaldine. If you'd like to help us continue exploring the intersection of theater and tabletop role-playing games, consider leaving us a review on your podcast app of choice or supporting us, and getting access to our patron-only bonus content at patreon.com slash dungeonsanddramanerds. You can find our social media and website links, including our cast bios, at the link tree in our show notes. And be sure to tune in soon for another episode of Dungeons and Drama Nerds.